So, so if you're in a situation, if you're going through anything and you're not to the point where you need an alarm on your bed to stop you from trying, you're not trying hard enough. You don't really believe. See, I believed I could walk, even though everything said you can't walk. I still believed it. Thanks for joining the CC America podcast, where we are getting mentally fit through testimonies of faith, inspiration, and transformation. We hope you enjoy the show. Hi, and welcome to a live recording of the CC America podcast, where we are all about sharing stories of faith, inspiration, and transformation in hopes of encouraging and uplifting each of you. Tonight, I am so excited to have on Mrs. Tamika Quinn. She is a phenomenal woman, and I consider her a great friend. I met her many, many years ago in Hampton Roads, Virginia, and I'm so excited that she's able to join the show tonight. So before we get started, I'll just give you all a quick overview of who Tamika Quinn is, and then we're just going to jump right in so she can tell you for herself more about her life, her story, and how she inspires individuals. So Tamika Quinn is a two-time stroke survivor, author, veteran, widow, mother of three certified John Maxwell team speaker, success coach, award-winning mentor, and owner of Glam Girl, giving life and motivation, as well as Pink Carpet Glam Girl Spa. Tamika has been interviewed by Essence Magazine and BuzzFeed, just to name a few. She has graced faith-based pulpits, corporate training rooms, college campuses, and conference stages sharing her expertise, experience, and enthusiasm for helping people get unstuck and move forward in their life, health, business, and ministry. And I can tell you firsthand, she has helped me. Her unique gift and ability as a speaker is one of humble beginnings. Born in North Philadelphia, commonly referred to as the hood, and raised in an environment designed for failure, Tamika is no stranger to adversity. She is a two-time stroke survivor. She knows what it feels like to have everything going against your success, yet muster up the strength to fight until you win. She calls that grit. Tamika inspires people from all walks of life to win, no matter the odds stacked against them. She's always been a fighter and connects people to their potential. Tamika is a survivor and has a special place in her heart for helping women, especially avoid stroke and heart disease. She was active in assisting with getting the sodium warning label bill passed into law in her hometown of Philadelphia in 2018. She is a national spokesperson and volunteer ambassador for the American Heart Association. She currently serves as the American Heart Association's chair of the Legislative Policy Committee. Obesity and uncontrolled hypertension were factors in Tamika's strokes, and she focuses on educating heart healthiness to women's and children's organizations using her Fat to Glam Girl and Blood Pressure Buster programs. The self-proclaimed once fat girl has lost more than 80 pounds and inspires others to make lifestyle changes to get in shape through healthy nutrition choices and exercise. Tamika is the author of Change Your Mind, Change Your Waistline and co-author of The Woman Behind the Mask, as well as a couple of other books that you'll find out during today's podcast. Her books, 
And all of the information is also going to be shared in terms of where you can find them and purchase and also how you can get connected with and stay connected with Tamika. So welcome to the show, Tamika Quinn. Thank you so much for having me. (laughs) You're welcome. I am so excited that you're here and for you to just share your testimony with our guests. So I know you're very familiar with the elevator pitch, especially having multiple successful businesses. So if you were to meet someone, who would you say Tamika Quinn is? Tamika Quinn is a survivor and helps other people, women and girls in particular, thrive and survive as well. Amen. I love that. It is so true. You really are. I was telling Tamika actually before the show how much she has encouraged me by being transparent and sharing her story. So for all of us looking at you, we get to witness all of the great things that are happening in your life. And I'm just excited that you're able to continue to share the testimony and the life events that have helped you get to where you are. How have life events shaped the woman that you are? Well, at 27, um, I had two strokes. And so at that time, I was I was a mom, I was a wife, I owned a business. I um I never thought in a million years that I would have a stroke. I woke up 10 days after having my youngest daughter with a headache that felt like it was the worst headache I'd ever had. And even going through that pain, I still didn't associate that with having a stroke. Uh, But that experience for me left me paralyzed on the left side of my body. I left me having to regain how to control the functions of my body, relearn how to walk, uh, relearn how to talk, because I certainly didn't sound like this. And so many other things, cognitive issues that, you know, at 27, you just don't typically think could be in your future. Uh, And so for me, it was an entire wake up call that your life can change any minute. Uh, But, you know, we serve a good God. And that for for me to have listened to the prognosis of the doctors and gave into that report that I would never walk again and always need assistance from someone else, that wasn't God's plan for me. Uh, And so I have been able to truly bounce back because of my faith. I never believed those reports. I never believed that that was what God had for me. Um, And I just felt like something inside continued to tell me there was just so much more for my life and that that couldn't possibly be my life. And so I know that oftentimes, you know, especially when I'm speaking in different places, sometimes there'll be folks who, you know, faith is not a part of their DNA, of their makeup. That is not part of the equation for them. But I will tell you that even if faith is not part of your equation, uh, there is a belief that I had inside of me that was stronger, way stronger than than what someone else told me, than what those neurosurgeons and neurologists told me. I believed that I would be just fine and that if I could figure out what to do to be fine, I would be that. Uh, And so whether it's whether you call it faith or whether you call it (laughs) belief, it is what has brought me through the situation that I had gone through. 
Wow, that's really a powerful testimony and testament to the type of person that you are. Um, like you said, having that grit and that faith. And in terms of having that faith, what was the turning point for you? Like when they gave you those reports, how long did it take for you to maybe move past what they said into, okay, now let my faith take hold and I believe what God has said about me, not what necessarily someone else is saying? I've had a lot of interviews to Maria and no one has ever asked me that question. And I'm going to tell you that that is probably the most important question about my entire experience. What was that time frame? How long did it take me to believe? I never not believed. And so I spent three and a half weeks in ICU from the time that I woke up and was coherent enough to hear those negative prognosis. I never believed it. And so I would have Mm. doctors. I would even have my family members standing around my bed to to convince me to believe the doctors. And I just wouldn't. I had no control over the left side of my body. Yet in my mind, I was going to get up and walk. And so several times I hit the floor face first, bam, just hit the floor because I thought in my mind, I don't care what they tell me, I can walk. I'm going to walk. I'm going to walk up out of here. And so I will fall out of the bed and then the, the nurses would run in and they would get me back in the bed. Miss Quinn, why did you do that? Where are you going? What are you doing? You know you can't walk. It got to the point I spent three and a half weeks in ICU. They had to put an alarm on my bed. An oh, alarm wow. on my bed so that they would know when my weight shifted that I was trying to get out of the bed. So, so if you're in a situation, if you're going through anything and you're not to the point where you need an alarm, on your bed to stop you from trying, you're not trying hard enough. You don't really believe. See, I believed I could walk, even though everything said you can't walk. I still believed it. Amen. And how long did it take you to take your first steps after going through those two strokes? So after I was moved down to a step down unit, um, the three and a half weeks in ICU, then a week in a step down unit, I started to get physical therapy, physical therapy and occupational therapy. And so before I was discharged from the hospital, I could stand a little bit uh, with a walker and someone helping me, but I refused to use that. Um, and so I'm... <laughs> I was very stubborn. <laughs> I remember when I got discharged, they were like, you have to take the walker because you can't walk. And I was just like, nope, I have family. We're, we'll be fine. And I'm just going to lean on them. And, you know, I continue to do therapy. Actually, every day there was either physical therapy or occupational therapy or speech therapy come into my home. And so I thank God that I had great insurance. Uh, for one thing, but there was always every day I was continually in therapy. And so it wasn't that long after I got uh, discharged that I was able to start taking steps. Um, And it wasn't easy. I'm going to say it probably was the hardest thing, relearning and retraining your brain how to to function. Uh, We kind of give kids a hard time about learning how to tie their shoestrings. Like, you know, you should get this. It's very simple. Tying my shoestring was probably the hardest thing that I had to relearn to do because Mm. it was so much with both hands that, you know, we think just picking up a pen is you just do it. There was a time when it took so much focus for me just to tell my right hand to control 
everything and reach down and pick up a pen. It might be my left, you know, thumb moving or my right foot or, you know, there was just so much focus that went into that. Wow. And I think those are the things that most people we don't think about and we often take for granted. Oh, yeah. Especially when it comes to, you know, our health. And um, so I actually may uh, move a few questions around. So as a national spokeswoman for the American Heart Association and the American Stroke Association, what tips would you give other people who might be struggling to get healthy, especially in the midst of the pandemic where stress and anxiety, uh, according to many reports, including Stress in America by the Harris Poll on behalf of the American Psychological Association, they're all saying you know, people are stressed out, people are depressed, they're anxious. What advice would you give to others during this time? So one of the big things uh, that, you know, is pushed by the American Heart Association is to know your numbers. I have one of these little blood pressure monitors. Um, This is my office. In my office, in my bedroom, you know, if I'm going to travel somewhere, I definitely have my monitor with me. Because knowing what my blood pressure is really empowers me, you know, because sometimes I could get a headache and I don't know that that headache is because my blood pressure is high. I might just think, you know, it's too loud in here or something. So I have no way of even knowing if there's an issue. And time is of the is like one of the biggest things. If there's a problem, if you're having a heart attack or a stroke, time is so crucial because you have a very limited window of time to get to the emergency room. But as we were speaking prior to this interview starting, most times with women, especially, we put everyone else first, right? So my head's hurting, (laughs) my blood pressure's a little high, but I gotta get dinner on. I gotta, you know, go pick Johnny up from school. You know, there's all these other things that we sometimes as women put in front of ourselves and our own health. And we have to get to the point where we realize that we come first because if we are not healthy, we can't do all those other things for everyone else at all. We're not here. Um, and so knowing your numbers is definitely number one. If you if you have high blood pressure, I always tell folks, it wasn't just that I had high blood pressure that, that led to the strokes that I had. It was that I had uncontrolled high blood pressure. And so there is a difference. We can live we can live with controlled high blood pressure. It is the uncontrolled blood pressure that kills us. It is absolutely a silent killer. High blood pressure that is uncontrolled leads to so many other diseases that that are putting us in the number one um, category of us leaving here because of. And so if we could get our numbers under control and our numbers like blood pressure, cholesterol, our diet, our sugar numbers for diabetes, our numbers, we have to to know them. And so once we know them, we'll know if there's a problem. Most of us don't have any idea what our normal, you know, cholesterol or or high or blood pressure is to even know if it was out of whack. So I, I think that knowing our numbers is a big deal. That's a really good point. And you're right, many of us don't know. I actually went to the doctor earlier today. And my numbers were elevated. And when she took my blood pressure, I knew it was out of the norm. So I had her take it again. Like, are you sure that's what it says? But considering my stress levels and 
a lot that's been on my mind. I wasn't surprised that it was elevated, but I also was surprised that she didn't seem that concerned. Mm. But um, I remember a long time ago, you mentioned knowing your numbers and also making sure that you are an advocate for yourself. So to your point, if we're not taking care of ourselves, if we don't put our own oxygen mask on, we can't help anyone. Yes, that's it. <laughs> that's it. I'm learning this slowly but surely. I'm still not there yet, but I always feel like I need to do this and do that, but I will get there. <laughs> I just would like to add there. Um, CBS is a big sponsor of the American Heart Association. And so most of us can identify where CBS is in our community. A lot of them have blood pressure machines inside of CBS that are totally free. You can go into the CBS and check your blood pressure right there if you don't have your own you know, portable blood pressure machine. I remember I, we were in Washington, D.C. We were at a lobbying event at the Capitol. And I felt then, I, I know my body. And so I felt then, I said, my blood pressure is up. I can feel it. There's something going on. And so we're there with other, you know, health professionals. And one of the doctors who's in our group, um, he's actually on the committee as well. He said, let's, let's get your blood pressure checked now. Like, you know, that's not something that you want to wait. And and there are a lot of people who I talk with who say, I had my, my checkup last week and my blood pressure was high, but my doctor didn't start me on medication. They said, let's wait and see if changing your eating habits does it. And so I used to be a big advocate of no meds, you know, let's try to keep all medications out, but I'm not anymore because medication can save your life. And so if you know that you're not going to make a drastic change in your health in terms of nutrition, which most people don't, most people make small changes. And so if you know that you're not about to make this drastic change, you need to consider, like you said, advocating for yourself and saying to your doctor, how about we try something to save my life today versus taking a risk that, that I won't be here in six months to come back for a checkup. Uh, and so getting medicated for things like blood pressure and cholesterol, diabetes, those are very crucial in us being here. That is so true. And I've actually never had anyone say it like that. How about we take the steps now to save my life today? Yes. And we'll say that in a close if we're like working in sales or whatever it is, but we don't take that same approach to our life. Wow, that that's powerful. <laughs> <laughs> When we met, you were working on Pink Carpet Glam Girls Spa. Can yes. you tell us what inspired that business and how um, things are advancing, like how you advanced from your dream to reality and what's happening with your business now? Sure. So Pink Carpet Glam Girls Spa is like my baby. <laughs> um, some people know the story of how, you know, that came about. My husband was sick. Um, he had thyroid cancer. He was going through a lot of treatments back and forth in the hospital. And so my girls were very young. My girls were nine and 12 when he passed away. And I remember us uh, just spending time in his hospital room. We were on his bed, hospital bed, just talking about things we could do. Because one of my girls had said, um, so mommy, are you going to have to go back to work? And I remember feeling like maybe maybe that is a question because, you know, they know that their dad may not be here and they're asking for that confirmation that I'm going to be here. 
And so it was one of those, it was one of those moments where you really had to look at the entire situation. Like, you know, what, what am I going to do? And so I remember we were, we were laying across my husband's hospital bed and we're just kind of throwing ideas in the air. Well, well, we should start a business and what kind of business would it be? And what kind of business do you guys think? And so at the time it was almost like this, this is going to be a family business. And I remember my husband said, you got to do something that you love doing so you won't stop doing it, like something that you love. And at the time, I was a Girl Scout troop leader. And I really had to pull back because my husband was sick and, you know, I just been spending so much time with with that whole situation. And I was like, yeah, I do love kids. And and so at that time, it was just like, well, what can I do around children? Because I know that that's something that I'm passionate about. Pink Carpet Glam Girl Spa came about because because of basically I wanted to be able to stay home with my kids, not leave them, but still do something that I love. And people thought that, you know, my my spa was this outside place that I was going to. But I built out my garage like I added on to my home to build this business for us, for us so that I would not have to leave my children. And so that my kids could have something with mom that we're doing together that's ours. And it has really just been a blessing, especially, especially with all this happening. You know, I feel like I had with that business been able to attend all my kids functions, school trips, you know, spend as much time with them as they needed. And I look now at, you know, that that investment it has really produced some really good results. You know, I've been there for my girls. I've been there, even though their dad passed away, I have been able to be there with them. They have been able to still have mom and also see the benefits of a business, know the insides and outs of a business because they have worked it with me. (laughs) Right. That's amazing. You, you truly are giving life and motivation. And I just say that (laughs) to know that, that was a a difficult time in your life. And what your husband said is so true that you have to find something that you love and for him to be able to encourage you in that way. He's still a part of your business. Yeah. I think that's amazing. Yeah. Thank you. (laughs) You're welcome. And you also have Dream Givers Academy. So can you tell us more about that? So with Dream Givers Academy, that has been just like a, a teaching platform, a training platform. And you know, because you have my book, I'm all about, I'm all about teaching. I'm all about, you know, people retaining the information. And so Dream Givers Academy was initially because of I wanted to be able to continue to train folks. Like there are a lot of people who have who can say today, I learned from Tamika Quinn, you know, my business, <laughs> my business is, is doing well because of lessons and, you know, principles that I've learned. And I didn't, I didn't want to keep that. I don't want to just take that with me. I want people to have still have access to the knowledge that I have for being in business for over 20 years, you know, being able to nurture and raise successful children. I want to be able to continue to pass that information on. And so I started with my book, Change Your Mind, Change Your Waistline. There is actually a course. Um, And so not just having those lessons in the back with the journal, but literally having full out lessons on how on those chapters and how you can use those chapters and apply them to your daily life. 
And so that is what's actually up already on Dream Givers Academy, but there's going to be so much more lessons on etiquette, um, parenting, nutrition, all kinds of real life applicable stuff. (laughs) Very nice. That is awesome. You are, you are definitely doing it. And I love how you were able to, you know, bring your kids along with you during the journey so that they too can learn and being able to see them grow with you and your success. I I think it's amazing. And Uh speaking of which, I know you mentioned with Change Your Mind, Change Your Waistline. Can you tell people a little bit more about what they can expect from the book? Yes. So I think that most, well, there's a lot of people familiar with Change Your Mind, Change Your Waistline. And we've really done some additional things with that. But there were some things outside of weight um, that I really wanted to tap into. And so that people could see that there's so much involved with the power of our mind. Mindset can can change everything, not just weight. But, you know, I started with weight, but there is a series. So there's a Change Your Mind series. And the next book to be released uh, in, in May is going to be Change Your Mind, Change Your Bottom Line. And so it is focusing on life and finances and just wealth in general, um, just from mindset. And so I'm excited about that. <laughs> yes. Well, that that will definitely be exciting, and I will have to get that book as well. Okay, <laughs> because mindset is really important, and you've also co-authored books as well. Um, one of which will be coming out in April called "It's Complicated." Can you tell our guests what they can expect from that book? Yes, "It's Complicated" is coming out in April 2021, so right around the corner, and it is an anthology about women in the military and women who love men in the military. And so it's from a female perspective um, about the military. And I think it's going to be really exciting to hear different points of views and perspectives uh, just from that military aspect. Awesome. Well, so many um, great books that you've written and more books that are coming in your academy. And actually, now would probably be a good time to tell people where they can purchase your books and also um, how they can access content from your academy. Sure. So you can um, access the books through Amazon. Um, I have a direct link to the Amazon store. It's www.glamgirl.shop. Um, glamgirl.shop. And then for the Academy, it is www.dreamgiversacademy.com. Um, again, that's dreamgiversacademy.com. And um, and I'm just really excited about, about being able to offer people training and knowledge in different areas. I mean, I just think that that's, that's just amazing. I'm, I am a lifelong learner and I take so many different courses. This week, I've been taking courses on finance and taxes. And um, and sometimes I take courses and it doesn't have anything to do about me wanting to do it as a business, but really to just gain the knowledge, to be more knowledgeable in my own affairs, to be able to assist other people if they need it, especially in my family. And, um, and I just think that there, there's just so much more that we all can learn. I agree with you wholeheartedly. As someone in the training and development field and also a lifelong learner, I'm always listening to to something to motivate myself, to encourage me. So it's befitting that I said I wanted to start a podcast to encourage and uplift people because I 
think to myself how many people inspired and encouraged me along the way. And I just want to do my part in being able to share testimonies Mm -hmm. like yours with other people. Because like you said, this is a process. We're all learning each and every day. And we can get more money, as Grant Cardone said, but we can't get more time. And I actually heard that this week and it stuck with me because I said it's so true. But no one can take the knowledge that we gain over the years away from us. You can lose a job, but you won't use your knowledge, which you can then use later on in life. So what you stated is spot on in terms of our mindset and just continuing to learn and evolve no matter how we decide to use it. Right. And and to that point, you know, this pandemic has changed a lot. And so my business, my spa business had to take a a total shift because of, you know, contact and and being in small spaces. Um, And it's taken all these months for me to figure out what can I do to continue Paint Carpet Glam Girl Spa in spite of the pandemic and everything that's going on? And what you just said makes so much sense. If I didn't have the knowledge, if I didn't, if I hadn't had training in business, if I hadn't had things that were going to tap into my creative mind, I would never have continued. I wouldn't have thought, oh, let me do a product line. Oh, let me let me switch. Let me pivot to online. That kind of thinking, that kind of continual growing, people, people think it's just a singular thing, but it takes you on to so many different levels and so many different dimensions. If you just continue to learn, it's almost like exercising your brain. When you exercise anything, it gets stronger. It gets it gets more powerful. If you're exercising your brain on a continual basis, what the, yes. the thoughts, the ideas, just <laughs> they just come. <laughs> that is so true. It's speaking of which, ideas and and thoughts and other business ventures. You also co-founded Glam Girl Inc. with your daughters. Yes, and so I would love for you to tell people about the business that you started with your daughters, Kashara and Sequoia, where you focus on creating awareness and preventing heart disease, obesity, and stroke in the minority community. Yes. I'm so, I'm probably the most proud of that organization. We are a 501c3 pending organization. My daughter, who is 21 years old, Kashara, she's a senior at Hampton University. She's about to graduate. Um, she is our executive director. And we were having this conversation the other day, like, do you have any friends at school who are executive directors of nonprofit organizations? And she was like, mommy, who? <laughs> right, at 21. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> but it's just like, you know, for even for them to want to get involved, like I used to drag them around to everything I was doing and come on, we're going to go set up a table at this church and we're going to give out, we're going to take blood pressures and we're going to give out information about heart disease. And, and they used to be like, today, Really? And now, now they're just like, when are we going to do something else? Do we, do you have anything planned for us? And, you know, they are really in it, fully in it. And I just love that. I love that. That is beautiful. And you get all of those <laughs> memories, like, like you, that alone just made you laugh and smile thinking about that moment. So yeah. all of the moments and memories you're able to create with them as you're building your business. What advice would you give like other parents or other people who might feel like, you know, because I have a family, it's too hard for me to continue to pursue my dreams. Like what advice would you give them to 
either get started or keep going? So I would um I would always encourage folks who have, you know, this apprehension from family members or using their family members as a as a reason for them not to do something. Um, to use those same reasons that you're saying is the reason you can't do something, use those same reasons to inspire you to do it. Um, my big thing, I remember with my uh, my initial challenge, my initial, we got to get this weight off of us. We have to make a change when my daughter was diagnosed with high cholesterol at eight. And it was severe high cholesterol where they were the doctors were like, you have to immediately go see a cardiologist at CHKD because these cholesterol numbers are like ridiculously high. And because you've had two strokes, she's at risk for having a stroke at any time or a heart attack. Um, and so it was like a, a serious wake up call. Not all of my family was on board because it was just my one daughter who had this issue. Right. So here I am as mom saying, I don't want her on medication and we are going to have to make a change. Our whole family for her to be successful and not everybody was on board. And so I could have said, well, you know, my husband doesn't want his food to be different. The other kids don't want their food different. So I'm not going to do this. This is going to be too hard. I could have used them as an excuse to not push as hard as I did. But the fact that they didn't want to do it was almost like fuel for me because I knew that I needed them to do it. And I also knew I was in charge. Like I bought the food, I cooked the food. You know, when I said dinner's done, nobody's saying what's for dinner. They're just eating dinner. <laughs> right. And so, you know, sometimes we have to make a decision. Um, and like I tell my children all the time, I have, I have given them this for years. You don't have to say no to everything that you don't want to do. You just don't do it. And so you don't necessarily have to tell someone, no, I'm not going to do it this way. You show them what you're doing by doing it. So you don't even have to have the fight. You don't have, you don't have to sign up for the argument is what I'm saying. You just oh. have to do what you're going to do and they'll see what you're doing. They'll see you. <laughs> I like that. That probably helps keep your stress levels down yes. <laughs> tremendously. I always yes. feel like I have to say something and it's because I want to have collaboration and things like that. But sometimes it's just, it's not going to work. Everyone has different opinions and me trying to help them see my viewpoint is probably not going to move us any closer to a resolution. If anything, it creates more friction. So you're right. Yeah. We don't have to say what we have to do. And then I think about our mindsets. If I tell myself I can't have that brownie, I'm going to have a fight with myself to have the brownie. Whereas right. if I don't do it, it doesn't matter because I'm not thinking about the brownie I said I wasn't going to eat. But where is, but this, let me just get this in your mind. Where is the brownie coming from? Is the brownie coming from you or from somewhere else? It's coming so, from me. I should it, stop buying it. <laughs> Right, right. And so, and so that's the solution. You are the solution. If you are in control of the food, I'm just going to make a suggestion that you, you know, you don't even buy it. Because I know for me, there have been times like we've had uh, birthday cakes for a birthday. We all celebrate. The cake goes in the trash. And there was a lot of people who used to say, why do you continue to waste food? And I, I don't look at it as wasting food. I look at it as saving my life. 
And so is my life more important than that cake? Absolutely. So the cake goes in the trash because I know in my mind, if the cake stays, I'm going to eat the cake. <laughs> so <laughs> the cake got to go in the trash. <laughs> you know what? That is so true because many of us grew up with that thought like, okay, you don't waste food. And I get why, where it comes from. I totally do. But you're right. If you can, if that's what you have to do to save your life, then do it. Yes. <laughs> That I will, I will throw something out in a minute. And I mean, like, throw it out. Not like sit it on the top of the trash. You know, you can always go back if it's just on the top. That's I mean, true. like, throw it out. <laughs> That's good advice, though. That's for anyone struggling with anything where it's like, yeah. I'm having a hard time stopping doing whatever it is. Hmm. Noted is what I'll say. <laughs> that is great advice, as always. So, oh. um... What are three words or phrases that come to mind for you for 2021? Like, you know how people say, oh, we have resolutions, but I've been asking everyone, like, what are some affirmations or phrases that you use to help keep you going? So if I had to think of three words, courage, commitment, and resilience are the three words that come to mind. Um, This is a time that we can't play. Like it's, Playtime is over. Um, there's so much happening right now. And so we can focus on the negative. I'm not. I think that so many things are being birthed at this time through this through this pandemic is is just so many big things that are that are growing, that are coming through. And so if we can get to a point where we we are courageous, we have courage, that we're not afraid, that we are we are boldly walking into this new life of ours. Um, we, we can do anything. We can, we can make up our minds that no matter what's going on around us, God is going to give me the key to opening up my new life. And, and it will just happen. It will just happen because you believe it, you receive it, you, you trust God, you, you, know, you know it's your time. And I know I've spoken to a lot of folks who have said they feel something inside of them that just feels different. Like this is their time. They may not know what, exactly what it is, um, but it's just this feeling that people are having that something big is happening. Something is in me. I need to just get it out. Whatever it is, whatever you've thought about doing or had dreams about as a kid, and maybe you've forgotten about them. This is your time. Like there's nothing holding you back. This is your time to really step out there. Amen to that. Yes, I receive it in, in Jesus' name. And I know our listeners will receive it as well, <laughs> that you are preaching. <laughs> <laughs> is there anything else that you would like to share that maybe I didn't think to ask or that you would just like to leave with our listeners? Sure. I just wanted to let everyone know that uh, February is heart month. And so uh, we want people to be aware of healthy heart behaviors um, and also to recognize the warning signs that we may have uh, for heart disease, which is the number one killer of women. Heart disease and stroke kills one in every three people, kills more people than all cancers combined. Heart disease and stroke is, is something that is really you know, grippling our community and 80% of all strokes are preventable. And so when you think about 80% of people who've had strokes being able to have prevented that, that should be a wake up call to us. 
that we can do things right now today to prevent that, to add years onto our lives versus continuing to take years away from our lives. We can do things like adding exercise into our everyday routine. I know for me, I sprained my ankle a few months back, but prior to that, and I sprained my ankle running, but prior to that, I was like really gung-ho about walking and running consistently. And I'd never in my life thought that I would be a runner. Um, But it's something that for me personally, I just felt power. I felt like the more I ran, the more powerful I felt. Like I can't believe my 45-year self is out here running. (laughs) And this is amazing. But for my heart, I just... I felt like I'm giving back to my heart. I'm I'm making my heart healthy. And you have to figure out what that thing is for you, that movement, that activity, whether it's walking, you know, three to five times a week, whether it is, you know, sitting on your couch with a couple of canned goods, you know, lifting those canned goods while you're watching TV. If it is walking up and down the stairs while the commercial is on for your favorite TV show, That's okay. Whatever it is, just let's do something. Let's decide to add and incorporate exercise into our everyday lives. And we can do it. Um, Water. Water is key. And water, believe it or not, can maintain our body to a normal state. And so the average amount of water that we should uh, aspire to drink every day is half our body weight in ounces. So if you weigh 100 pounds, that means you'd want to drink at least 50 ounces of water every day. So whatever your weight is, just divide that in half. And that's your goal for the day. And most people don't drink enough water. And water deficiency can uh, can cause quite a few things, including headaches. Uh, but it causes a lot in our bodies just to be off. Uh, but definitely visit the American Heart Association's website. You can get tons of tips <laughs> and stay yes. healthy. That is really helpful. I, I'm sitting here now, like tiptoe out of the back of the church. That's me. <laughs> I don't drink enough water. <laughs> Put my finger up, like, oh, I, that's definitely. There's so many things that I'm like, wow. You know what? I didn't even think about that. So thank you for providing those tips because it's simple, actionable things that we can all do to help prolong our lives. Yes. And even the statistic. Who knew that that many people will have issues with regard to like heart disease and stroke. Yeah. yeah. That's crazy. And but younger and younger. That's the, yes. that's the really sad part. Yeah. That is so true. Um, well, I really appreciate you coming on tonight. I know our guests are going to be super um, blessed by your testimony and you sharing. And usually I'll wrap up with either prayer or affirmation, but I feel like tonight with your, like just the strength and the faith that you have, I would love to know what are some of your affirmations that you say or a scripture that you use to help keep you going and to help you stay in the faith, even when everything around you is telling you to waver. So was it Philippians 4 and 16? Do you know that scripture? Is it, is it, I can do all things? 
I can do all things through Christ. Okay. Yes. I can do all things through Christ Jesus who strengthens me. And I can remember saying that over and over uh, when I was in the hospital, because so often it'd be this doctor and this doctor, you know, this surgeon coming to tell me what I couldn't do. Like that was, that seemed to be the norm, you know, hi doctor, how can I help you? Well, today, let me tell you what you can't do. And so that was the routine. Mm. But for me, I would continue to, and this is, goes back to belief as well. You know, remember when you were asking me, how long did it take for me to believe that I would get through that? It didn't take any time. And so I thank God that I had that word, that I had that scripture, not just in my head, but in my heart, in my soul, that I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. It doesn't matter what the situation looks like. It doesn't matter what the you know CDC is talking about, I can do all things through Christ. Yes. He didn't say some things, he said all things. And so we all got to get that. I love that. That is true. I so I it's funny, and it just came to me as we were talking. I said, I wonder what scripture really encourages you to keep going. And I think you're spot on when we speak those things over our lives. The Bible says if we have the faith of a mustard seed. Yes. And he literally said, if we have faith, we can tell the mountain to be moved. And sometimes we forget like who we are and whose we are. So thank you for that reminder on tonight. Um, You have no idea. This is blessing my soul tremendously. Let me tell you. Um, So I just thank you so much for your time tonight, for you coming on. And how can our guests get and stay connected to you? So you can stay connected to me through www.tamikaquinn.com. I also am on uh, Instagram at fatgirl2glamgirl. That's the number two, fatgirl2glamgirl. That's on Instagram. Um, And yeah, I'm on Facebook too. Um, If you do the at author Tamika Quinn, I'm not as active there, but uh, Instagram, I definitely am. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. And to everyone listening, until next time, be blessed. This episode of the CC America podcast is being sponsored by Confident Connotations, creating Christian apparel and accessories that promotes confidence, inspires life, and sparks conversation. Each design is carefully crafted, giving you an opportunity to share your faith. Visit ConfidentConnotations.com for more information. Thank you for supporting the CC America podcast. We are really grateful that you tune in each and every week. We believe in inspiring the world. So let's help make the CC America podcast the number one podcast for self-improvement, education, religion, and spirituality. This will allow us to inspire, uplift, and transform even more lives. How you can help is by leaving us a rating as well as a comment to show your support for the show. Also, you can now buy us a coffee. If you've benefited from the CC America podcast and you just want to show support, while it's not required, it is greatly appreciated. You can now buy me a coffee at www.buymeacoffee.com forward slash CC America. You can also subscribe to the show via any of the major podcast platforms. All of the links are available at www.ccamericapodcast.com. This is also where you can subscribe to our blog. Until next time, be blessed.